Hello, and welcome to the second edition of the 10 After 7 podcast with your host, Michael Cody Stevenson. Yes, it's Michael Cody. It's pretty simple. If you know me, you call me Cody. If you don't know me, you could call me Michael. And if I like you, you get to call me Cody. It's March 1st, 2018, the greatest month on planet Earth. You can't debate me. March has March Madness. This year, we got opening day. Spring training is about to kick into full gear. What other month is better than March? When that March Madness starts on Thursday and Friday, there's nothing better than sitting on your ass, on your couch, in your boxers, and watching a full slate of college basketball all day long. Get a bag of potato chips, maybe a couple beers. You can start drinking at 9 o'clock if you want to. That's how great those first two days of March Madness is. An opening day, for the first time in 50 years, every single team will start their opening day on the same day. That's a shock to me. Forever. That Sunday was the opening day. Usually the defending champs takes on a random team. Cardinals, Pirates, Giants, whoever they play. I probably didn't watch it because it's the Giants. And now everyone's starting on the same day. It should have been like that all along. Opening day should be a holiday. I won't go to work. I don't think I've gone to work the last five years because of opening day. I went two years ago in San Diego, Petco Park. The Dodgers started their season, won 15 to nothing. I went last year. Dodgers played the Padres again. I think they won 12 to three. It's a tradition unlike any other, beating the hell out of the San Diego Padres. Now, what month competes with March? What month? The football fans will say, oh, September, September through February, you get football every single weekend. That's great. But in March, baseball starts and we get it for, what, eight months? College basketball? Finally, we tune in. Because right now, college basketball, let's be honest, the sports landscape right now, you have to be tuning into spring training. The NCAA has the FBI investigating them because they're paying athletes to play for their college. That's news breaking right there, apparently. The NCAA is corrupt, according to LeBron. Like, we didn't know that already. And then the NFL Combine's going on. Would you rather watch the NFL Combine or a spring training baseball game? You're crazy if you rather watch 200, 300-pound guys run around and underwear. They jokingly call it the Underwear Olympics. Spring training, it's, it's full on right now. Kershaw pitched Sunday. You got Otani playing for the Angels. I'll start there with baseball. How is it that we're finally talking about the Angels? They've had the best player on planet Earth for five years in Mike Trout. And now the Angels are getting headlines because of a Japanese pitcher slash hitter. Because he plays both ways. We're starting to talk about the Angels. I'm happy about it. Because finally people will start tuning in to Mike Trout playing baseball. Because he's dominated over the last five years. Dallas Braden from Barstool Sports. Great podcast called Starting Nine. Last year he had a great comment about Mike Trout. He said Mike Trout could get hit by a bus tomorrow. And before his body's cold, he'll be in the Hall of Fame. You can't say that about players that are playing today outside of LeBron James, 
Who else? LeBron James, Clayton Kershaw, Mike Trout. Those three. They would be in the Hall of Fame tomorrow if they got hit by a bus before their body's cold. I love that comment. And now the Angels are getting publicity because of Shohei Otani. Filthy splitter. And he could hit. No one's done that since Babe Ruth. Mike Trout is hitting and putting up numbers like Mickey Mantle, Babe Ruth. He's been doing that for the last five years. And it took a Japanese pitcher slash hitter to start paying attention to the Angels. Yeah, they're a shitty team. Horrible contracts. Josh Hamilton. Who else? C.J. Wilson was a terrible contract. Albert Pools will probably end up being a terrible contract, but I actually think he's done well. That's the only way people were going to Angel games before Trout took off. People wanted to see Albert Pujols' what, 500, 600th home run last year? They don't want to see Trout. It took a 600th home run to fill up Angel Stadium. Get out of here. I'm a Dodger fan, and I work in Irvine, and on my way home, I stop and watch Angel games because I know something special over there is happening. So let's finally start to tune into games because if a guy's going to pitch one day and then go in and be a DH the next, get out of here. They deserved attention for the last five years, no matter how shitty they were. So spring training, if you're not watching it, I don't know what you're doing. You're not watching college basketball. It's not tournament time yet. If you're tuned into the underwear Olympics, I think you have the problem. People will call me out for watching a spring training game, a random one, whether it's the Phillies and Yankees this morning, Tigers, Indians. I think they actually play in two different states at this point in spring training. But whoever it is, I'm there watching. Because one, I love baseball. And two, it's the most interesting thing on right now. What's the NBA got to offer? Steph Curry, LeBron James, they're going to meet in the finals. I'm the biggest sports fan, and I can't find myself watching the NBA right now. Something's up. Every year, two same teams in the NBA Finals. LeBron James, Steph Curry. So tune in to spring training. This podcast is actually a Dodger podcast. So we'll talk about the Dodgers. Right now, they're 2-5-1. and one. The world is falling. We can't win a baseball game in spring training. We actually tied our game this week against the Cleveland Indians on a wild pitch. Now that's fun. They've only been on TV once this week, MLB Network. Watched it a little bit yesterday. Chris Taylor hitting the hell out of the ball. What's new? Andrew Tolles hits a two-run home run. On the last episode, I talked about the left field competition. I think Andrew Tolles is supplanting his name into that conversation. I know he was 0 for 7 before the home run, but he's starting to run again. And Jock Peterson hasn't made a start in left field. But there's one thing I need to talk about on this podcast involving the Dodgers. And I hate to bring it up. No Dodger fan should ever want to talk about this. But Clayton Kershaw could opt out of his contract at the end of this season. And you can't blame him if he does. He has two years remaining, $65 million. He's also the greatest pitcher of this generation. And he's actually never been able to be a free agent because he signed that deal with us. Stay in a Dodger, 
for the last, this is his 11th season. Seven-time All-Star, three-time Cy Young Award winner, one-time MVP, five ERA titles. That guy hits the free agent market. He's been worth 10 times the amount of money the Dodgers are already paying him. But after this year, he can opt out of two years remaining $65 million. You Darvish just got six years, $126 million. Jake Arrieta hasn't even signed yet. He's holding out. So Kershaw, what do you think he's thinking right now? And I'll be honest. I'm optimistic. We all should be optimistic. Because Kershaw's a different breed. The one thing Clayton Kershaw cares about is that ring. That's the thing he wants to add to his resume. That's the thing he needs to add to his resume. So where's he going to go? Let's say he goes, he, he goes through this season, hopefully praying that we win. But if we don't win, where's the first place he looks? On Twitter, people are talking about the Texas Rangers. He's from Dallas. He grew up there, still has his house out there, lives there in the offseason. Why would he go to the Rangers, though? They're not a winning team. They should have won in 2011. Jesus, Nelson Cruz uses an athletic bone in his body. You should make that catch at Bush Stadium. Game six, that game's over there. But no, David Freeze happens. Cardinals win the World Series again. That's the last time Texas was irrelevant. I mean, relevant. So where else? Clayton Kershaw is not opting out to go to the Texas Rangers after 10 years with the Dodgers. This guy's linked to Sandy Koufax. It's 3-2 and 22. Two greatest pitchers in Dodger history. Two of the greatest pitchers to ever step face on the earth. And you think he's going to opt out to go to Texas? People are crazy. Although, I did say at one point, if, if he goes anywhere, it's Texas. Texas isn't winning. So what if the Yankees come out and try to throw money at him? Clayton Kershaw has too much history with the Dodgers already to opt out and go to a place like the Yankees to try to get that ring. How would he be received by just the general baseball fan? The same way LeBron James is chasing a ring? Because that's all he needs. That is all he needs, and he is in maybe at the top of the conversation, to possibly be the greatest pitcher ever. One ring. His ERA has gone down every single year. Every single year he's been in the big leagues, his ERA has dropped. That's nuts. But he will... The Dodgers need to figure it out. It came out that they're having open dialogue. That was the quote. Dodgers front office and management is having open dialogue with Kershaw. Great. That's phenomenal. He kind of played it off. He said, yeah, we're talking. That's a good way to put it. Should the Dodgers get that deal done before the season? I read online today 
that it's not likely he signs an extension before the 2018 season because of luxury tax purposes. Though, if a contract is announced after opening day and beginning with the 2019 season, it would, account, it would not count against their current luxury tax ledger. I don't get into all that luxury tax BS. I'm not the one to explain it. But that right there, if it's announced after opening day, which I think Kershaw would want, he's a freak of nature. He wants to be on time, everything. Does the same thing every day to get ready. You don't want to talk to the guy when he, the day he's pitching. That's always been said about him. He's a mean guy when he, the day he's pitching. So why would Kershaw want this in the back of his head going into a season with a team that came one win away from winning the World Series last year? The Dodgers need to get this done before the season. And I would think Clayton Kershaw wouldn't want any distractions going into the season. Can you imagine the Dodgers in the postseason next year? Whether it's the NLDS, NLCS, or the World Series. And it's an elimination game and Clayton Kershaw's on the mound. And when he goes to the podium before the game as the starting pitcher, they're asking him questions about... Will this be his last game pitched ever with the Dodgers? He doesn't want to be answering those questions when he needs a must-win game going into the postseason. That's the only knock on him. Postseason success. Although last year he went 3-0. and Yeah, game five. There was a hiccup. A giant hiccup. All it takes is one game to turn that around. And he will do it as a Dodger. Whether it's this year, Dodgers coming in as the favorites once again. And this is the biggest question looming for the LA Dodgers. Forget what I said on the first podcast about left field. Matt Camp, Andrew Tolles, Verdugo. That's the least of this team's worries right now. This might be the most important This is the most important season in Los Angeles Dodgers history. Kershaw going into his 11th year. Seven-time All-Star. I'll say it again. Three-time Cy Young Award winner. Five ERA titles. One gold glove even. One MVP. There's too much history that this guy has with the Dodger Blue. You can't let him go. And everything that's ever been said or written about Kershaw, I don't think he goes. But this is the biggest thing in the back of the Dodgers' minds right now. And you can't go into a season with this team having to worry about possibly losing the greatest pitcher of this generation. So the Dodgers need to get it done. And if there's that loophole, if it's announced after opening day, I'm praying that happens. But who knows, if he opts out, you can't blame him. He will get all the money in the world, but it better be from the Dodgers. Because if, they, if he opts out and he's on the open market with Bryce Harper, Manny Machado, and the Dodgers offer Bryce Harper all that money, And he signs with the Dodgers over Kershaw. 
all hell will break loose in Los Angeles. One of MLB's most hated players. Granted, one of the best. We'll love to have him. But I'll take Clayton Kershaw any damn day of the week over any damn player. Get it done. That's what I'll say about that. Now, just some MLB notes that I'll throw out there. I mentioned Jake Arrieta a little bit. Still a free agent. Holding out. 2015 Cy Young Award winner with the Chicago Cubs. We know Cubs signed you, Darvish. They apparently called Jake Arrieta to let him know before that deal went down. I don't believe that BS. They didn't call a former pitcher to tell him, hey, we're going to sign you, Darvish, over you. I don't believe that phone call ever happened. But Arietta's holding out for the money. He's been linked to the Nationals, which would be good for them. They haven't got past the first round ever with that guy named Bryce Harper. He's also been linked to the Phillies. Phillies are in a huge rebuild mode right now. But I was big on the Hosmer signing because he won a World Series with Kansas City and he can build a culture. I think it's the Phillies who apparently will sign two of these remaining free agent pitchers, whether it's Lance Lim, Alex Cobb. If they make a statement by getting Arietta, that's great. The reports are they're far apart on the contract. I don't know what Arietta wants. I don't think he'll get more than you, Darvish. I don't know how long he holds out. But the Phillies can make a statement with that. And if the Nationals lose out to the Phillies, that'd be hilarious. The other notes on here on MLB.com, Bartolo Colon, is he going to miss hitting? We sure are. That guy at the plate, straight comedy. Straight comedy. What's he, 44 now? Big sexy. That's what they're calling him. The other notes, I'm surprised, I'm shocked. I didn't see any anything on ESPN.com about the New York Yankees. Because the first thing when you flip on SportsCenter, and get ready for it, we knew this was coming. The only thing you're going to see when baseball's talked about is John Carlos Stanton and Aaron Judge. How many homers are they going to hit? You're going to see plenty of BP homers because the stadium's opening up earlier so everyone could see them. That's great. And ESPN is going to drool all over it. And the only story about the Yankees on ESPN.com, of course, they're the only ones that would run with this, is Russell Wilson taking batting practice this week with the New York Yankees. I saw some Instagram videos. He went yard. If you really want to spice it up, the fact that the Yankees signed Russell Wilson just to take publicity away from the New York Mets is hysterical. And both of those money-hungry franchises, they should put it on. They should put on a home run derby between Russell Wilson and Tim Tebow. Who's not tuning into that? We all love the long ball. And Tim Tebow versus Russell Wilson. Except I believe Tim Tebow got hurt tripping over a sprinkler. And people, of course, Mickey Mantle got hurt the same way. Get Get the hell out of here with that. So the Arietta free agent rumors, we'll let those keep going. Otani's still in the headlines. 
what else do we have on here? Rockies bullpen, 106 million to them. I'll get into the NL West later on in these podcasts. I'll try to break down all of the divisions, even the AL. I know this was about Dodger baseball. We're going to talk all baseball. I can't get enough of it. I hope you guys feel the same way. And I think I'm just going to end it there. I got the Kershaw contract stuff off my chest. I don't think Dodger fans should worry about it. I know I brought it to the forefront. It actually should be on the forefront of the Dodgers front office mind right now. That's the one thing you have to get done, no matter what it takes. So that's the end of the podcast. I'm going to end it here. Thank you for tuning in to the second edition of the 10 after seven podcast. You could follow me on Instagram at 10 underscore after underscore seven. Follow me on Twitter on 10 after seven. It's been great. I'll be back next week with some more podcast. Peace.